Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning, a very good morning, and welcome in the Life Planning 101. Blaney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens, happy to do so. And of course, joined, as we are every week, by Miss Angela Robinson. Good Monday morning, and so happy to be here this Monday morning. So I have, um, I tell you what, I'm, I'm super, super stoked about this show. And the reason I am is I get to share about something I get to do every year, have been getting to do every year for the past four years. Um, I get to go to Chicago. Uh, in the summers and then they have a random event in, in January it's in different places but I get to be with the top planners in the insurance world in the whole United States and they call it uh, the Forum 400 but really there's not 400 there's probably closer to 100 very very active members and yeah. I, I feel very honored to be part of that group but it's more of a study group and it's all about sharing you cannot come into that organization unless you're willing to share oh. and they I mean they adhere to that that rule so you know it's awesome because everybody comes to the table and is sharing uh, what they're doing mm-hmm. how they're doing it resources tools uh, different ways to look at things and I come back it's like a fire hose every year and it doesn't matter that I've been in this business for what 13 years now mm-hmm. um, coming you know and I always say uh, the experiences I've learned and what I've learned was a catapult from the wisdom that my dad has had from being in the business since the 70s yeah so you know it was it's an it's just an amazing event and so I came back as like I have to talk about some of the stuff on the show and so as I started kind of pulling stuff up I realized there was a theme here and the theme that was going on within our, our collaboration groups and I sat in a group of about 12 mm-hmm. um, and we all shared and, and uh, talked and um, but the theme was is that oftentimes you find people have old life insurance policies or um, you know they had a purpose for life insurance in the past which is usually just to protect their income right in the event that they die and they no longer need these policies for what they once were but it doesn't mean that they don't need life insurance and so today we're going to talk about repurposing your life insurance and the fact that life insurance isn't just for dying you heard that right say it again life insurance isn't just for dying so you're going to tell us what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> aside, from aside from dying. I mean, we all know it's for dying, I mean, right? it definitely covers it, that. It definitely but. covers that, right? And uh, <clears throat> before I get started into some of these things, because I think this is really cool, you know, there is a stigma, I think, about life insurance. And to be honest with you, I love life insurance when it's used right. Mm-hmm. When it's used wrong, I hate it. And I'll just be honest, you know, uh, we work, we're we're very holistic planners, right? So we look at money for what it's for, not Mm -hmm. for what it is. And, you know, too often, and I can I can pick at this because I am an insurance agent. Um, my dad worked in insurance alone for several years, so I know I can pick at this. But when you go into an insurance agency, what are they banking on? The... Well, I mean that they're going to they're, they're going to cover you, right? They're going to sell you something, yeah, they're right? Going to sell you something. And do they make money if they don't? No, no, they don't. That's the difference between us and an agency, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this non-biased point of view when we're looking at, at life insurance, and oftentimes people get sold 
more than they need or sold the wrong kind of product that was too expensive that took away from other areas that they needed to be spending their money mm-hmm. or they bought a, a bad policy and it's no fault to the agent it's just however they were trained or maybe they don't have the capacity to do some of the advanced planning that that person actually needed mm-hmm. at that time there's there's a lot of different reasons behind it doesn't mean that person is bad or doing a bad thing in fact i always say um having a holy umbrella is better than no umbrella at all right yeah and so <laughs> Yeah. You know, if you've had it, that's good. But there is there's a bad stigma because I've ran into two types of people. People that love life insurance or they hate it. One or the other. And, you know, I want to tell you a story before we um, go to our break. And then before I get into uh, some of the and I've got top five, you don't you're not going to want to miss this of, of repurposing your life insurance today. Mm-hmm. F- top five reasons or things you can do with it. But I want to tell you a story about a family that we met a few years ago, because this is probably the reason I ask you to take off all your biases for this show. This gentleman hated life insurance, never saw a need for it whatsoever, saw it as an expense was sold some bad policies and again it wasn't to the fault of the agent it was just non-managed they only get paid once so they weren't managing it appropriately Mm -hmm. Um, he was paying for a cadillac when he needed probably a ford ranger right (laughs) you know he he just had the wrong kind had bad bad taste in his mouth about insurance and they came to us because of um, they wanted to build their succession planning for their family business. They wanted to transfer their business down to the second generation. And they were really worried about some of the kids being in the business, some of the kids not being in the business. And they were really worried about Christmases and Thanksgivings after mom and dad were gone. And so we came up with three different plans for them. And we looked at all three and and the one with the life insurance was the best plan and the reason it was best plan is it was the most economical Mm -hmm. it made the most sense it was uh, cost efficient of course a death benefit from from a life insurance policy if set up right is tax-free there were so many benefits to it from an economic number standpoint in the tune of about six figures Mm -hmm. uh, for the family so that was big so we showed these three options and he just totally did not even listen to anything that we said after the words life insurance brought brought up. Mm -hmm. Tuned it out completely. And his decision that day was to make no decision, was to not move forward on any planning whatsoever. Well, fast forward, about a year later, guess what happens? Mm, He passed. He passed. Mm. Family feuding. And I talk about feuding because there is no liquidity, um, there's two kids that are out of the business. They say, well, we own two-thirds of the share shares. The one uh, kid that's in the business owns one-third of the shares, so his brother and sister are controlling him and what he can or cannot do to run the business that he's been in for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, na- it's nasty. It's just yeah. absolutely nasty. And, you know, I think, and that's why I tell you, you know, the show, no matter what your bias is coming into the show, um, because, I again, I am unbiased, but, I am biased in the sense that life insurance has to be done right, has to be used right. And I think that's the most important thing. But, you know, take off your glasses, whatever they are, and just open your mind because there can be some incredible things that it could do. Because had that family had that money, that Mm -hmm. life insurance, Mm -hmm. what do you think would have happened with those two kids, those two that aren't in the business? Well, I don't want to sound tacky, but you could have just bought them off. Exactly. 
I mean, tax free. Yeah. By the way, and then the one brother owning the business. How would bought he be? Him out, I guess. You yeah. How would yeah. he be today? Right. He'd be good because he'd be running the business he was already running. Exactly. So everybody would be happy <laughs> having those good Christmases and Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. take off your blinders. Let's look at this. Life insurance isn't just for dying, and it might be time to repurpose yours right here on Life Planning 101 when we come back. Welcome back in segment two of Life Planning 101 right here on this miraculous Monday. Miraculous Monday. I like that. It's I all like about that. what you make it, right? Yeah, it is. Well, it is miraculous. I mean, you think about it. We're in preseason, right? Cowboys are coming. Yeah. We get to start talking about that every week. It is a miraculous Monday. We talk about Monday. the Cowboys every week. Yeah, exactly. That's exciting, right? And I don't even want to talk about Zeke, so maybe I will just leave that one to the side. ask. But no, okay. <laughs> anyway, we've got more important things to talk about. <laughs> you know, life insurance isn't for dying, right? Um, no. But it is, but it isn't. And here are the top five things, like I mentioned before the break that you can take away that you could use life insurance before you're six feet under you could use life insurance before you're six feet under not just the people that are getting it right so number five it may lower your income taxes yeah you heard it you know one of the things that I think is so important when we're doing tax planning is that again you know we look at everything from a holistic point of view we can always throw out tax tools for every single person out there and say, you could do this, 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 or this, but oftentimes they don't know how to do it. Um, their CPA certainly doesn't know how to do it because even as close as you are to your CPA and how much you think they know, you haven't told them everything and they don't know everything. And mm-hmm. you know they could tell you from a tax standpoint if it's gonna help you or not. Um, and this is a whole different show for a different day, but I actually had a CPA this year kick back uh, doing Roth conversions and Roth IRA contributions rather than IRA contributions. And this client was in the 12% tax bracket. And he said, well, it's going to save him 12%. I said, yeah, but when they retire, they're going to be in the 25 to 33% tax bracket because they've got all this IRA money. Why are we doing this? You know, we're so looking so short-sighted. So, you know, making sure that you're working with a planner is a big deal. Well, life insurance is one of these tools that we use so many times um, to help get taxes down. Uh, we use it in em- employee benefits. We use it uh, when we're looking to, you know, just put money back for retirement. It may be a great tool. And of course, you know, it's not going to be able to be done alone. It's not just the policy that will allow you to lower your income taxes. Mm-hmm. But if you use it in combination with other things, there are a multitude of ways that it can do that. So it's very, very powerful. Uh, number four reason that life insurance isn't just for dying or that you might want to what I call repurpose purpose that life insurance mm-hmm. you bought it to die <laughs> you haven't died you haven't needed it now can you do something else with it well what if it could lower or even eliminate taxes from the sale of your business or real estate mm. you know we have a, a day and age and I, I tell you this year we have had to put people on a waiting list um, the economy's good and when the economy's good, things go to moving. Mm-hmm. Businesses go to moving, real estate goes to moving. And that was a lot of what we saw when we were just doing work over the last couple of months up north. And I can't tell you how many times that we have looked at this as an option. Um, again, where it's not everything, it's not just buying life insurance is gonna eliminate or <laughs> get rid of those yeah. taxes or lower them, but it's it's definitely a recipe for the ingredient because what's the first thing I think all, all people think about, I'm gonna sell my business and then they think, 
oh my gosh, Uncle Sam's going to be at that party. Yeah. <laughs> How am and I going to avoid that? Invited. Right, right. So <laughs> um, we just worked up a plan for um, a couple people. It was a, a $6 million uh, piece of property. They're going to be able to sell it and pay zero, zero, zero income taxes. Zero capital gains tax when they do it. Man. Right. Life insurance was the ingredient. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So number three, and I like this one a lot. It may hedge against your risk in retirement of your investments. Okay. So you think about um, when you retire, let's, let's say you retire today. Is the market high or is the market low today? It's high. Yeah, it's I high. I think it is. Right. I mean, you think about. <laughs> I've uh, said it on enough of these well, shows over the last couple <laughs> months. I'm pretty sure that's the right answer. Yeah. Well, if you think about where we were in 2009. Yeah. Compared to today. Yes. You know, and the question on everybody's mind is, should I be getting out of the market? And our belief is, no, you shouldn't, but you should have prudent concern and have a plan in place in case there are bubbles that bust that we don't know are going to happen. Yeah. And that's the real fact of it is no one knows if this is the best or the worst day for the next five years in the market. Well, let's assume that you retire today and it is the best day in the market for the next five years. What is the value of your account going to do over those next five years if you just bought in and held it it's going to go straight down yeah right and because you're taking a withdrawal on that money there is a very good chance that the retirement plan that was made for you will not succeed at that time okay so how could you hedge that risk and this is a way that you can do it is using life insurance let's imagine that you could have an ability to during down years in the market not have to pull from your market portfolio would that be great yeah let it ride back up yeah life insurance can afford you to do that pretty cool huh yeah so we talk about repurposing it don't just throw away policies don't just get rid of your insurability you have even if you have term policies that have no cash value a lot of people say let's just term what's convertible it can maybe, or I say it is, it may be convertible to a permanent policy that allows you to do something like this. The key is, is starting as soon as you can on that. Um, we were working with a 50-year-old getting their plan set up where we're using the life insurance to be able to hedge this risk, which is called, by the way, a sequence of returns risk. And, not when, and, and this is a true study done by uh, Asset Care, which is State Life, mm-hmm. the company. Uh, 90% of the time, 90% of the time, you're better off using this type of strategy than not it's like nine out of ten yeah it's pretty pretty fell proof yeah which one do you say yeah so it's it's definitely a lot it better sounds than legit the, let me the, just say yeah that. it's definitely a lot better than the other way around right yeah. Yeah. okay so when we come back we have two more reasons that life insurance isn't for dying or that you might want to repurpose things right here on life planning 101 you don't want to miss it Welcome back in. It's the third and final segment here this beautiful morning. Life Planning 101. Yes. Repurposing life insurance. Repurposing life insurance. And be sure to tweet us. Do you have life insurance that needs to be repurposed? The answer would be yes. If you have life insurance and you don't need it for what you did need it for in the beginning. Right? When you initially got it. Yeah. <laughs> when you initially got it, right? So um, it's important to look at it before just turning it off, chunking it away. And by the way, I'm not going to bring this up on the show, um, but this is really important. We're going to have a guest speaker on the show, too, and I'm so excited to have it. He's a member of this Forum 400. But sometimes you might have an insurance policy, even a term insurance policy that's an older uh, term insurance policy that you could sell. Term. Term. Yes. Something that you never thought that you could get money out of. You can do that. Okay. Um, Sometimes. Or if you have a permanent policy you no longer need, perhaps you could sell that 
as well. So he's going to be a really uh, interesting guy, but I'm telling you, don't just throw away your policies. You need to have someone look at them. And on the note of looking at them, this brings us to the number two reason that life insurance isn't for dying and that you might want to look at a different way. It may create tax-free income tax-free income. Those are three sweet words. Aren't they sweet, (laughs) right? I mean, here we were just talking about a couple that their tax rate is going to go up in retirement, Mm -hmm. right? And how can we get that to change, right? Well, life insurance might be part of that solution. And I'm not talking about when you die, it's going to create tax-free income for your heirs. I'm talking about while you're living. Now, the key with this is, and I I am just going to put buyer beware all over this because we are in the planning industry. We are advanced planners. And when we look at these types of designs, we're not just taking a, a brief look at them and trusting that a company's telling us right. We've got a CFA, um, CLU, CFHC, CFP, all these people that are getting their eyes on there and looking at these things because it can be really dangerous if you have the wrong person sell you this. And I'll, I'll just be straightforward with you. We had a gentleman that sunk $2 million into a policy that the company actually wrote him a check for the full amount of the premium when he was six years in because he was sold this policy that would never work would Mm. would never work i'm not talking there's a one percent chance i'm talking it would never happen the way he was sold his policy and i think it goes back to that statement if it looks too good to be true Mm -hmm. what is it it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. And it was no fault of the agent. He was trained to sell it that way. And it was really no fault of the company that he was trained from because the company, the life insurance company, was saying it was okay to do it this way. And so somebody had found that, oh, we can run these illustrations this way and it'll look good. Mm-hmm. And hey, no one took a deep dive into it. Yeah. You know, um, there's a big beef in the industry about indexed universal life and whether or not you should have a securities license to be able to sell that. And right now, you don't have to have a securities license to be able to sell that. However, um, the underlying pieces of it are options, <laughs> options, mm-hmm. options that you trade in the market. Okay, so you need to make sure that you have someone that fully understands what is going on to be able to do this because this can be this can be a lot of risk if someone doesn't know. Now on the flip side of that, if this is done conservatively, it's a beautiful thing yeah. because it's tax-free income. We talk about creating tax diversification in retirement. Well, most business owners or even big W-2 employees from a company don't have a way to be able to have tax-free income. Yeah. That, that's not a possibility. So what about creating that pile? of tax-free income. And by the way, you have life insurance protection in the meantime if you fall over debt. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? It's kind of a win-win. Yeah, it is a win-win. So, it, you know, it's, it's a great one. Um, and then the number one reason that life insurance isn't just for dying or that you might want to repurpose it to protect your dignity. So we've talked about this how many times about long-term health care. We do it all the time. In fact, I wrote a letter last week to uh, a couple that we visited with and I said, it may be one of the most important, if not the most, the most important conversation we will ever have with you is about your long-term health care and where it's going to come to fund it. I just had a friend, um, a member of the Forum 400, and I'm going to choke up, probably talk about this, but his mother passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, he was there a week week after and, and discussing it, and he, and he said him and his sister and brother are not talking. And the reason they're not talking is because there was money 
um, that was never used for her health care because it was never purposed for that health care. Mm-hmm. And then brother and sister wanted to hold on to all of their money, all of mom's money as much as they could. Mm-hmm. And it put such a strain on the other brother who had no power. They're not talking. And, you know, I think about those good Christmases and Thanksgivings. And sometimes, you know, it's not just about healthcare, you know, to protect husband and wife, it protects families, right? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't protect families, the other thing to think about is your dignity. What's it going to be like when your daughter-in-law shows up and has to help you use the restroom? Yeah. Shower. Is that going to be okay? Or mm-hmm. do you want to have funding there that some stranger is going to be doing that instead? Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't found one person that said that they'd be okay with their daughter-in-law <laughs> doing it or, or even their daughter or their son. You know, and I remember having to help my grandmother go to the bathroom and I, I felt embarrassed for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, that was not a a comfortable situation um, for her. I know it couldn't have been. Mm. And, you know, I could see her dignity decline just because of that. So, you know, I call this dignity protection and life insurance. um, I will say the life insurance industry has done a wonderful job because they've seen that the traditional long-term care products are going away. And the reason that they're going away is remember that we've got a, a, a <coughs> world that 70% of people turning 65 or older today, you can just Google this, it's anywhere, are going to need long-term health care at some point. So it's it, it's getting priced out. It's too expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Well, if life ins- a permanent life insurance policy is in place, that death pens can pay, pay out no matter what. Yeah. So <laughs> right, some point, yeah. at some point. So the life insurance industry knows this. So what they've done is they've allowed for these riders to go on there where you can use the death benefit early to use for long-term care insurance and guess what it's not one of those use it or lose it's if you don't use it for long-term care guess where it goes yeah it goes to your family when you die right yeah so you know it's a wonderful wonderful tool to potentially be able to cover this risk and you know i think you know you go back to the beginning of our, when we talked about the story about the gentleman that just hated life insurance and um wouldn't even <clears throat> look at options i really encourage you just to take those glasses off and take a whole nother picture because sometimes it is the most economical way to do things. Sometimes it is the best way to do things. Sometimes it's not. If it's sold wrong, it's definitely not, right? But if you just hate it to hate it, then you're totally cutting yourself off from lots of potential to cover lots of risks in your life. And it can be a wonderful tool when Mm -hmm. it's used appropriately, right? So it saves, what do we talk about? Family, dignity, taxes, future. And the key is just making sure your needs haven't grown your life insurance agent's ability, right? Yes. So I want to thank everyone for joining the show. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless you. Have a great week, and we'll see you right here next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.